online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am the aforementioned Brian Hanks, and uh, you are listening to the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Thursday, May the 18th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 862. Is that too loud? Uh, hold on, let me turn you on here. I'm good. Okay, very good. Good, good, good. Well, I have a guy that, uh, Jonathan Massey, who sits there, and he's about half deaf. So uh, I have to crank it up so he can hear. So I just don't want to, I don't want to look over there and see blood running out of your ears here, okay? Well, I'm a musician. I'm deaf anyway. <laughs> there so. you go. That's probably true, too. That I'll tell you what, uh, if you missed the first hour of today's show, you missed a really good hour. We had, uh, of course, every like we do every Thursday, the voice of University of Mount Olive Athletics and the Down East Wood Ducks, Shane Albee. But on top of that, too, we had the head baseball coach of the University of Mount Olive, who are, his team is playing in the Southeast Regional in Tigerville, South Carolina, Rob Watt. He joined us, too. Got some really good insights as his team will be uh, starting its journey to the uh, to the College World Series today, like I said, in Tigerville, South Carolina, taking on Georgia Southwestern. If you missed that, you can uh, listen to our uh, replay at 3 o'clock here on uh, 960thebull, 960thebull.com, or you can tune in to uh, go to brianhanks.com, click on it. You can listen to it there. But, man, I, I got to tell you, I've been looking forward to this uh, the past couple weeks since – uh, I, now I've always, I was talking about our, you know what a Venn diagram is, right? You I know, do. the two circles when I've heard about you for as long as I've been here, I've been here 20 years, Mickey, and I have, uh, heard about you, but it's one of those things where our paths just never really have crossed mm-hmm. until we're both at Spence automotive a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and, uh, Keith introduces you and I to each other. And I was like, Oh man, I've heard about you. <laughs> Because now, Mickey, the other Mickey, is that your dad or is that your grandfather? Well, it was my father. Your he father. Was the, uh-huh. He was the principal at Lewis School forever, mm-hmm. but he ran Emma Webb Pool for 40 years. For years and years and yeah. years. And uh, as I told you, he was either your coach, your principal, a teacher, or he, or he taught you to swim, and in some cases, all of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I was blessed. I did not have to go out of the house for the hero. He was, he was there and uh, super influential. I, I I can give you all. He was born in Kinston. Uh-huh. Uh, his childhood home is still there. It's on the corner of it, it was on the corner of Chestnut and Tiffany Street, which is now MLK. Mm-hmm. But um, he uh, just was gifted. He was fast as could be, and uh, he. He, um, I'm doing a lot of ums. Aren't no, you're fine. You're fine. You're <laughs> he, fine. He, uh, played every sport in high school he, from boxing on up. And he, uh, that's back when we had boxing in high school yes, at Granger high school. Yes. And in 1940 was most athletic. And that was the only way he got to go to college. He had a full ride at NC state for football. And, um, he played the freshman year, sophomore year. Then World War II had broken out, so he volunteered to go into the Army Air Force, uh-huh. and um, he uh, was a, on a quick shooting team where you'd ride in the back of a truck and they'd launch clays over, and he also played baseball um, and flew 30 missions on a B-17 bomber. Wow. And uh, you used to be able to go home after 25, mm-hmm. 
and it was all over Europe. And then he, uh, when the war ended, he came back and uh, tried out for the Yankees and made the team, made the farm team, but he threw his arm out trying to hustle back, but he could hit. And uh, then he decided, no, I'm going to go. I got two years eligibility, and it was ECTC then. It wasn't even East Carolina University. That's what I said when I was in the first hour because I know I'm I'm sitting here looking at his nomination form for the uh, Kensal Mm -hmm. and North County Sports Hall of Fame, which, by the way, he was a finalist again. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been nominated a few times. I think this was his third time he'd been nominated, Mm -hmm. and again, made it to the the very final round. And I got to tell you, I really think – I think 2025 is going to be his year. I really do. But uh, that's what I said because I was doing the math in my head. I was like, okay, I know he went to NC State right out of Granger. Mm -hmm. And like you said, he served our country too. But, uh, you know, they've got on here ECU. I was like, no, no, no. It wasn't ECU (laughs) then. It was (laughs) ECTC at that time. And and like I said, he played two years there. Uh, Did – he did – was it, I guess he was an assistant coach or a grad assistant stuff for Frank Mock. Mm-hmm. Came back here and, and did that, and Frank Mock talked him into getting a master's in education. So he did that, and when he finished that, he coached at, not sure how many years, he coached at Faison. Okay. Little school there, and that's when he got married. He married my mom. Thank had, goodness. Had, met, met her at uh, Emma Webpool. Did you like that? <laughs> did you like that? I said, thank goodness yes, for you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then he – um. After that, I uh, went to Contentia and started the sports program there. There was not one. Yeah. And he started everything, including driver's ed. Wow. And uh, there a few years, then uh, another Hall of Famer, Bob Hodges, got him and his buddy Pete Meadows to go to Frederick College and coach and everything there. So my dad coached. Uh, every, coached all three sports at Frederick every College. Coached every sports yeah. there, assistant and two, but uh, – but head baseball coach and a history professor. Yeah. And uh, then kind of came full circle well, one year in Salemburg, North Carolina, Sampson County. Then we moved here to like the like the uh, Brian Adams song. We moved here summer of 69. There you go. And been here since. That so, is uh, awesome. What was it like? And, again, like I said, I mean, I've heard of you. I've also heard of him. I've been on the sports, uh, the Kinsley North County Sports Hall of Fame Committee for – uh, since it formed, I'm one of the three people that are still on it that when we formed it back in 2003. And so this is a name I'm very familiar with, with him. And just a legend. I mean, mm-hmm. when you talk to the old heads here in Kensal and North County, when you talk to George Whitfield, oh, yeah. when you talk to uh, Craig Hill, when you talk to the folks here in this community, I mean, he, like you said, he was a legend. What was it like growing up in, in, the ho- in, in, in a household like that where, you know, everybody else ad- admired and just, just loved him to death? Well, it would, uh, especially my teenage years, it would drive me crazy because <laughs> all my friends would come over. Now, now, I'll speak on behalf of my mom. My mom was, she, she was a genius, yeah. literally. She, total recall of everything. We tried our hardest to get her to go to, on Jeopardy because she would answer the questions before it was oh, finished wow. being read. Uh, there's no telling how many lawyers, doctors, other folks, that were friends of my older sisters and I, she wrote their term papers or helped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They would come and she would proof them and hey, this is good. Blah, blah, blah. Do this. But, uh, but, uh, and the last thing I'll say when trivial pursuit first came out and even the genius or the genius, uh, edition. Yeah. 
if she won pie, if she won to roll, you didn't go. <laughs> you might get her on a geography question. Wow. And I'll say that you might. Get what about sports? <laughs> she would even win the sports ones yeah, too? Yeah, well, because she grew up under a coach. Yeah. Uh, you know, her, her husband was a coach. My oldest sister was a concert pianist. Uh, my other sister liked Grateful Dead Bob Dylan. And then I came along weird it was disco then i got full into hard rock and yeah. uh so she knew all of it uh-huh. you know she she knew the music she knew the sport she knew all of it. she could remember a book she read 30 years ago and say well i like the author the way he does this but he should she could tell you she she wow. just she had it and what did uh, she do for a living she uh, she was a housewife when i uh once i came along but wow. she worked uh I think she did books at uh, either Coke or uh, when it was still uh, uh, what was it? Where where the uh, where the rec center office is now? It was a uh, oh thing. I know what I'm you're talking. Blank, I'm blank. It's I am too. Morn. Okay. <laughs> there you, well, that's before my time, but yeah. I remember when we built the yeah. recreation center there that everybody talked about. It was on the same grounds yep. as Frosty yep. Morn. So, so she she did books and stuff there, and then. Uh, Finally, my dad didn't have to supplement income at the Emma Webb pool, and yeah. we're making enough that she, once I was pretty much born, she became a housewife, which still a hard job. Oh, it's so. absolutely, especially with a uh, with a young Mickey Weatherington yes, in the with home, me, right? Me running all over the place, <laughs> not knowing where I was. So, Tell uh, me something. Yeah. What what was Kinston like then? I mean, and bear in mind, I only got mm-hmm. here in uh, two thousand two. But I love talking to the George Whitfields, and I know you're not you're not nearly as old as him. But but even the Craig Hills and the, those type folks that grew, the Earl Keese, you know, yeah. the, those type folks that grew up here in Kenston, they tell me that you know just how idyllic that uh, that Kenston was. Well, what was Kenston like? I, I, this is back in the '70s and I, '80s. I wouldn't I would not change it. I would not change my childhood for anything. I, my my best friends and I, there were three of us that ran together real hard. I grew up on Heritage. Who were they? Give them some love. The uh, guy's name is Tim Smith. He's in Wilmington now. And okay. uh, the other guy is Gary Lee. He uh, lives in Swansboro. Okay. But he had moved He moved to Florida in eighth grade, and that about ruined all of us. But, uh, <laughs> but um, us th- we three ran around together, and we had a Cavalier Circle. We had it. Now it's where, like, the Westminster homes and stuff, mm-hmm. those were all fields. Okay. I did not know that. And we had a giant drainage ditch which was a boy's paradise and I probably ruined three or four bicycles, <laughs> evil Knievel and it over, you know, but, but, uh, the West road side and Darby Avenue side where Earl Keith grew up in that field, they quit farming. And in one corner, we had a go-kart track. We got with the other guys, took chicken wire. We built a, a working baseball field. And wow. Uh, <laughs> About what year is this to be the proxy? This would have been 76, okay. 77 in there. And, uh, but, but like I said, we could, you could go and do, we didn't lock doors. We didn't anything. Uh, if our whole neighborhood would get together, we'd walk to Emma Webb pool, you know, and, uh, like I said, I wouldn't change any of it. Yeah. And you know, you, it was the day your parents didn't know where you were. I got on, got up, ate a bowl of cereal, got on a bicycle and, you were going until dark, right? Knew what time to be in front of the house. Wow. <laughs> that, so, is, uh, that is so awesome. That voice you listen to is Mickey Weatherington. He is uh, joining us live here in our uh, plush well-lit. You like my plush well-lit studio here? I, I'm going to talk to you about a lot of this uh, stuff in here. Uh, yeah, I do. 
Just uh, have you been a sports fan your whole oh, life? My whole life. Oh, yeah. Who do you- I was a Redskin fan from the time I knew what a football was. Yeah. You know, from four years I'd late. I can remember laying in my dad's lap watching Sonny Jurgensen, Billy Kilmer, all those wow. guys. You know, and uh, now you are going old school there and I, for and sure. I, and yeah. I was blessed. My uh, in seventh grade, my father surprised me for Christmas. We had a uncle by marriage who worked for uh, Jack Kent Cook. Former owner and, of the Washington we, team, yeah. He, he, we flew to D.C., got picked up in a Porsche, straight to RFK, and I watched the Redskins beat the Rams to get into the playoffs. What year is this? 77. Wow. <laughs> still have the ticket stub, still have all that stuff. So uh, That is awesome. Yeah, and George, that was a George Allen-led team, so, uh-huh. so it was great. Who else did you pull for going coming up? I was always the Cincinnati Reds, and uh, I, I guess it's just the Reds color. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, and I in college, I pulled for Southern Cal because their uniforms were the closest. Yeah. <laughs> to the Reds uh, so uh, a Kinston kid pulled for Southern Cal. You didn't I pull did. for Carolina or for State or for but, ECU. Well, but... Basketball growing up, it was NC State because okay. uh, my dad had played there and all that. But but it was also you think Monty Tal, David Thompson. Yeah. Tommy Burles and those guys, yeah. and uh, they they were a powerhouse. And yeah. uh, people who never saw David Thompson, and that's what. And listen, when Michael Jordan, when the greatest to ever play the game, says the best player he ever saw was David Thompson, that should register more with people. But David Thompson was a real deal, wasn't I mean, he? If they would have had the dunk then we'd still be watching it. I mean, you'd still be showing his highlights. The guy could well, I love because he perfected the finger roll. Yep. Now, I got to tell you, in my pre- there you go. There you go. In my previous life, uh, I uh, was, before I got to Kenston, I was in Shelby. Okay. So in Bowling yeah. Springs where uh, David Thompson. So I got to meet him and interview him a few times. And I had heard the stories and everything. I'm a little bit younger. I'm 54. How old are you? You're 58. You're just a couple years older than me. But, but, it, but it's in that weird time when I really didn't get to see David Thompson play. I got to saw. I got to see some of his uh, uh, ABA and even NBA stuff. But man, I remember people talking about, and this is not a joke. People think it's it's a joke, but it's not. But that they they would go on these little tours. Uh, I guess after his uh, graduation in 74, so I was only five, so you were probably nine or ten, and you probably saw him do this. But they would put a quarter to get a ladder. Now, you know, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, Go ahead. Said that he could grab a quarter off the top of the backboard. Yeah. And uh, how? And they said that the old joke was he could jump high enough, take a quarter, and put two dimes in a nickel. <laughs> now, that part's a joke, I'm guessing. But still, can you imagine being able to jump high enough to where you could take a quarter off the top of a backboard? He was only six Four? Something, Something like that. Like yeah, yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't six nine or anything no. like that for sure. No. But David Thompson, uh, one of the great players. Who were some of your guys growing up? Now, what about here in Kenson? I love to pick people's brains who grew up in Kenson of the athletes that maybe I know we've got a lot of athletes' names around here, but uh, their jerseys and stuff here. But who were some of the guys you looked up to as you were coming up? Uh, for Kenston High, I was at every just about every game. Uh, you had Larry Powell, who was yeah, who was who was. I hear people tell me I'm interrupting you just for a second, mm-hmm. Mickey. People tell me he's the greatest point guard in the history of Kenson High School, was, and even with all these players that have come through, he was something to behold. He he was quick as could be, and uh, in football, Theodore Sutton, uh, of course, Lynn Dawson, those guys that yeah. were that were everything. But uh, 
other other lesser known, you had Bruce Reese, who was a all he could play everything. Used to be my eye doctor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mark. What's it? Mark Dale. Yep. who went on to Wake Forest. Uh, those, you know, those they were older not they were older than me. And then uh, when I played, when I came, I played sports all the way through ninth grade. Okay, and then between ninth and tenth grade, I got in a very bad car wreck. Okay, dislocated a hip. My pelvis was crushed in three places. Ended contact sports. Oh. But that, that's if I could go back and change anything, I would have loved to have played high school sports, played yeah. high school football. I loved it, and um, so but but that threw me into music more. But we'll, I'll talk. We're going to get that, that later, here in a moment. But, yep. but we um, we had. I, I was telling Linda out there, we were the last four A team. To win the conference in football in '82, mm-hmm. and we did not have a player that weighed 200 pounds. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. So you were there it was with speed, uh, speed, speed. We had Michael Pittman. We had the two Hooten boys, John yeah. and Mike Hooten, Michael Pittman, uh, Derek Sheffield, who was very instrumental with your Reggie Bullock. Yep. And, yeah, he uh, was telling me about that the other day. And uh, all of us. I mean, they they. It's like every loose ball bounced up. With nobody in front of somebody, a fumble recovery just 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 could go. Roy Sutton was in uh, just a lot of lot of solid athletes. And on top of that, too, you guys weren't just. I mean, obviously, with Paul Jones as a basketball coach, you're good year in year out. But it was a good football season, a good baseball season that year too. Uh, I think that that was the last time they had won the conference championship at Kenton High School until. I believe it was 2003, so it had been yeah. 21 years. Then, then they dropped. So you were class of 82 or 83? 83. 83, but still, you were there during mm-hmm. some of the just great times for all sports. Well, against the, the year the 82, I mean, you had Derek Shep, Derek, Derek Johnson, uh, DJ, had a guy named Eric. Uh, I cannot think of Eric's last name right now, but he went and played at Florida. Uh, Herbert Suggs played at Tulsa. Wow. Like DJ played at, uh, at UNC Wilmington in mm-hmm. uh they were a strong – that was a strong basketball team. Well, you kind of say – and I'll tell you what, let me pay an ad here real quick. and let, we, We've talked about the sports stuff. Let's get into the music part. I'm excited right. about uh, what you're going to be telling me about here in a little bit. But let us thank our good friends over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenston. For all your healthcare needs, you call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit a comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the show. And let's get right back into our uh, big interview. It's local legend, Mickey Weatherington, joining us here on the show this morning. And uh, so, good. You answered one of my questions. I was going to ask you, how did you get into music? Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, like you said, it was, I guess, a car accident you have between your freshman yep. and sophomore years. Well, so just let, let's delve a little bit more into that. Well, what is a young Mickey Weatherington, a young 16-year-old, 15, 16-year-old Mickey Weatherington listening to when uh, when all that happens and what drove you to music? Well, I, I had played. Uh, they started the school band stuff in when I was in fourth grade. And my parents came and asked me, so what would you like to play? And I 
drums. Because I beat on everything. I'm hyper <laughs> AAD. I'd be ADHD now that, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm always bouncing. But uh, my mom said no. She wanted me to be able to read music. Yeah. Now, my father, being older, he was big band. He was Tommy Dorsey, Glenn Miller, all that. So, saxophone. So, I played saxophone. I loved it the first two years. Had a great teacher at, in the school system, and then they changed. It wasn't, I won't say that the new instructor was bad. It was different. Yeah, yeah. And I just didn't mesh, didn't mesh. So, I wanted out of it, but I'd still... Figured a way the old Christmas Sears catalog to get a snare drum uh-huh. and started that. Then I had a buddy who got a drum set and he he had no rhythm, so uh, I could he I'd go over there and play every day. Then another friend of mine got a drum set. His dad bought him a drum set, but he wanted to play guitar. So I was able to mesh the two together and and start doing and that. And your parents and, probably uh, appreciated more because it was at it somebody, was at somebody else's, else's house. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely, but but they saw that I was persistent. I was going to find a way to do it, and that that's the the thing. I would I would play every day. You couldn't keep me away from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, a pawn shop drum set, and then uh, I, I, you'll love this story. Um, the only time I ever skipped school. The only time. Yep. I'm doing air quotes. Is that true? This is true. Or? This okay. Is true. okay. I okay. love I loved going. I just yep. didn't want to do anything when yep. I was there. <laughs> I, I loved the social aspect. But we um two of my friends and I left at lunchtime to go to Raleigh to get Van Halen tickets. Wow. And we went and got them. And I told my father, I'm not coming home right after school. I'm going to a buddy's house and uh Good cover. But I, I was smart, so smart that I didn't tell my buddy that I told my dad that. So my buddy called my father, says, Mickey there. He goes, no, he's at your house, you know. <laughs> but uh, So my parents are sitting in the kitchen waiting for me when I came home. And, <laughs> about what time? I uh, got home about 4.30. Okay. And they said, uh, well, you know you're caught. And I said, <laughs> I do now. And um, he uh, – my dad says, "Yeah, even the principal's called. You know, you're 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 on probation. If you get called again, you're you're done." I said, "Well, I won't do it again." Yeah. He said, "Well, what'd you? Where'd you go?" I said, "Well, I went to to get these tickets." He said, "Well, if you'd uh, asked, I would have probably let you go." I said, "Well, I, I couldn't take that chance." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I said, "Well, by the way." While I was there, I went into this music store. There's the drum set that I want. I can pay half now and pay back. So we went Saturday and got got it. Wow. And uh so they were very supportive. Both of my parents were very supportive and uh they actually let us practice at our house for for a while. We had a what we called the playroom. It was a big converted garage and uh we would disturb the neighbors a couple of times a week and uh and um my senior year in high school, we had a farm off of Tower Hill Road that we went and converted an old tobacco barn into a to a music room. And my mom, you know, years later said, "So many friends, why why do you let them do that?" And and you know they're out there probably partying and doing other things. She said, "But I know where they are." Yeah, there's something to be said yeah, for that. She's, they're not yeah. out all over the place, you know, doing getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so, like I said, I was blessed with that, that, that they uh, they supported all their kids, all of us, and 
what our passion was. That is so awesome. So what did young Mickey play then? Uh, I, I, I'm getting a hint yeah. that you went to go get Van Halen tickets. I'm assuming uh, perhaps it was, it Van was Halen. Rock. It was rock. We yeah. played, uh, well, when I was, what, ninth grade, eighth, ninth grade, it, it was the Southern Rock explosion. It was Molly Hatchet, Leonard Skinner, all of that stuff. And then other bands, like all through high school, we played everything from that to April Wine to Van Halen to Blue Oyster Cult, you know, all wow. that. You played a little bit of everything. And You've uh, not named a band that I don't like yet. Yeah, so, so, so we, uh, well, that was what was yeah, yeah. big at the time and uh, played all that stuff. And then... Uh, I, I, I tell the story, the first album I ever bought, I saved my money, saved lunch money, and went to Woolco at the <laughs> plaza, rode my bike up, and bought the very first Nantucket record, that the big North yep. Carolina yeah. band, you know, the first to, to make it. And uh, that was the first record I bought with my money, own money, but... First forty-five I ever bought was "Hot Blooded" by, <laughs> you know, by Foreigner. Love Foreigner, and uh, so like I said, I've, I'm I'm all over the place music-wise because, like I said, my background, my oldest sister, I, I can name classical stuff. The other one, I can name this. And when I was in eight, 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 nine years old, she dated a guy. My oldest sister dated a guy who played rock and roll. So I was listening to Grand Funk, Alice Cooper, you know, all yes, all those bands yeah. then. And then, wow. then any we, Pink Floyd then, then, work then, its way then, into there. Then, then reaching puberty, it was disco. You yeah. had you had to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm I'm, I'm weird. I, I like Casey and the Sunshine Band as much as I do. There's nothing wrong with that. That makes you I eclectic. Do Van Halen. There you go. Makes you, <laughs> no, but it makes you eclectic. I mean, you're not just one yeah. form of music. Yeah. I mean, it's good to be all yeah. over the place there. Well, uh, just uh, through the years, I mean, you've had a career. You know, obviously, you've had a great career. But uh, music has wove its way into the fabric of your life all the way up mm-hmm. until now. And we I should have said this a couple of times, too. Uh, something else is going to be playing at Roxy's. That's at 2902 West Vernon Avenue this Saturday. Actually, we have had to reschedule to June 3rd. Okay, to June 3rd. You know what? You know why I'm happy about that? Because you're going. I'm going to be in North <laughs> Wilkesboro this weekend. That yep. is awesome. Yep. Well, let me, let me update uh, this yeah, here. That, that's moved to June 3rd. Our, is that, our, that's a Saturday, right? Yes, sir. Our guitar, Guess what? Uh, yes, our guitar player uh, hit me yesterday. He said he cannot talk. He is sick as can be on a Z-Pack. And I said, well, the, we were doing this show. It's a free admission show. We yeah. were literally going to pass a tip jar around and uh, – and do that because to help the we love the owner of the place and uh and we hope we can pack it out and uh oh, we're going to do our best here and, on this and show have, to do have that a good have a, have a really good time and we want to get a show under our belt before we start booking out hard from yeah. july on we are going to be playing probably every weekend hopefully so, well tell me about something else so uh it's just a little fun band uh the the guitar player scott heath the Bass players Ryan Brown. They're they're both out of the Beulahville area. Okay. Scott and I played together and wrote a lot of acoustic stuff in the early two thousands that got circulated through Electra, Arista, through a lot of stuff. But the whole music landscape was changing, so record companies weren't jumping, jumping, jumping on people anymore to to develop. Mm-hmm. If if we would have been three four years earlier, they we would have signed a developmental deal, and probably groomed us to where they wanted us to go with it. And uh, but they liked the music; they yeah. really liked it. But they just they were not signing people then, and 
Matter of fact, about six to eight months later, they the president, all of them got let go. It, it, kind of the universal music thing kind of folded, you know. So, uh, and uh, but um, he and I had written some good stuff together, and uh, he was playing in another band. Both of these guys were with another drummer. Now I hadn't played drums in sixteen plus years. Really played hard because you know, I. The, my story was I was the only one who could sing all the higher stuff, and uh, and uh, I'm one of those. When I sing, it sounds nothing like this southern twangy country voice of mine. I, I can sing Judas Priest, Iron Maid, Alt Queensryche. I can sing all that wow. stuff. And uh, so I got moved out front. That's how I became the singer with Lex and uh, another band after that. But we, um, But Scott called me. He said... Our drummer's leaving, and he sings a little bit. He said he's leaving to go play with somebody else. And uh, he said, would you do you, would you want to sing? He said, I'm looking a singer and a drummer. And I texted him back. I said, well, you know, I do both. He said, yes, that's why I'm talking to you. Yeah. I said, well, give me a handful of tunes, and I'll meet you in two weeks. And we went in there, and it clicked great. And uh, so we've practiced about 10 times, probably got about 40 songs, and we're ready to. What can we expect to hear? Uh, and I love, i tell you what, and this is so awesome. Will you come back with me the week of June 3rd? And sure. maybe we'll, we may not go as long as we go today, but mm-hmm. uh, in fact, we've got to go here in about a minute or two. I've got to get the birthday game going here. But come back with me that week, yeah. and we'll, we'll figure it out here, and we'll get a time. <laughs> and that'll be awesome. Maybe uh, we could play something. From uh, well, not not with this. Maybe I'll, I'll I've got a couple of files I can send you. Okay. Let, let you pick of the of some of the stuff. But we, well, what uh, are some of the songs that people uh, can with, expect to hear with, June third with the something else band? Where we're, we're the, the reason we came up with that name is because uh, it we're not playing the same cookie cutter set that I think I said it to you. I said in Wilmington I could go Friday night to a club and hear a band. I could go to next Friday night and hear another band. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing them play the exact same set of the other band, but it's just their version. So we're we're playing 70s through 90s stuff. We're playing everything from uh, ACDC, Eddie Money, to Jimmy Eats World, to... to uh, you name it. You don't. You don't have any. Hayden. You don't have any U two in your set, do you? Not. Not yet. I'm not a big. Yet. And I mean, I. I, I love their <coughs> earth, the the yeah. first. Goodness gracious, man! War is probably my favorite record they ever did. I, wow. I love that. I, I saw them on a flatbed trailer in Chapel Hill on that tour. Really? And then the next year, Unforgettable Fire had hit, and I saw them at in either Norfolk or Hampton Roads. So well, I tell you what, let's save that story for the next time you come <laughs> on, and we'll have you back on here in a couple of weeks. But again, okay. uh, it's going to be uh, from 8.30 to 11 p.m. on yep. Saturday, June the 3rd yep. at Roxy's, 2902 West Vernon Avenue. And you said it's a free show. It's free. I didn't realize that, but that that's even better. Hey, I love free. free you know. Me too. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but we will. We'll, uh, in fact, we'll schedule you here in just a little bit as we're listening to the birthday game and we'll uh, get you back on here mickey this has been a treat Thank and, you. and we'll talk more music next time i just wanted to get your background like i said i've heard you know obviously i know about your dad with the sports hall of fame stuff i know uh a little bit about you from keith spence 
Spence okay. brags on you, and you. Uh, and I've heard, like I said, I've heard other people. It's a treat to have you here in my Thank in you. my home. Thank you so much for coming in and doing the show today. Thank you for having me. I tell you what, let's get a John and Jonathan in here, play the birthday game. We'll wrap up this Thursday edition of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Thursday, May the 18th in the year of the Lord, 2023. I promise it is Thursday, May the 18th in the year mm. of the Lord, 2023. What's today, John Dawson? Uh, the day after yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Massey. The day before tomorrow. Ah, I like this. Y'all are playing along well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Thursday, May the 18th, okay, uh, in the year of the Lord, 2023. Is the needle stuck? Are we playing <laughs> records now? <laughs> Yeah, there's a Windows update. Wow. <laughs> ah, uh, high five there between the two of us. Wait a minute, I think that even deserves a... There you go. Uh, uh, Dawson. Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Looking right in your eyes, and I struggled with your name there for a moment. Like you've We've been only... laying out in the sun at the beach too much. <laughs> I wish, man. I wish. But uh, it's time to play the birthday game. It's that game uh, we play every day... Uh, Pretty much, I, I get about all of it in every day. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> why are you chewing your nails and not talking? I need your input here. Do you, Brian? I do. do you, <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, I did have a thought though, Brian. Uh, you me. know, it, it's been it's been several days now, and John has not told us how he enjoyed his little trip. That's See, I right. mentioned I mentioned the beach to give him a segue, and he just kept right on. Oh, I completely missed that, too. I, I okay. did, too. I missed that exit, man. I blew by it about 80 miles an hour. But, Jonathan, you're right. Uh, you did. You took other friends to uh, the beach or to the river with you over the, this past weekend. Yeah, after you two flaked out on me, I took somebody well, else. Well, I didn't flake out. I oh, actually... yeah. Oh, you, it was incredible. It was textbook encyclopedia <laughs> flake out. Okay, well, now, but I still could have gone because my trip to no, Florida you ended up getting, uh, no, getting the, canceled. The, the thing, no, it was never actually. In, that's the flaky part. He canceled on the, the river trip before the other thing was actually a thing. Found that out later. Yeah, yeah I probably shouldn't have The reason that. I didn't invite you after I got the other thing lined up is because when you, three of us were going, I kind of know what the routine would be. Sleep till whenever, go to when, you know, not want to get up early. This other guy I was taking, his MO is we get up early, hit a bunch of places, and, and I figured, that, well, that's not you're not going to want to get up and leave when we do. So, anyway. There's certain groups. you got to keep everybody in their tribe is what I'm saying. You yeah. don't need three people wanting to sleep till noon and the other two people wanting to get out at 8 o'clock. That just creates problems. Okay. Well, I missed you. Yeah, I know. I still brought you back stuff. You did. You brought me back gifts. I love it. Uh, and the cool thing is, to let people know, I mean, he brought he buys me books. I mean, the last well, well I guess store, you bought one a, of them. There's a store oh. credit. Uh, there's a place down there called the Book Store, the Book Depot, and you trade in your old books and old whatever, and they give you credit for it. And we've had credit at this store for four or five years now, and I've been determined to get it down to zero because I just know they're going to close any time now. Well, and we finally got it down to zero. Well, good. Well, you've brought me back through the years, probably half, maybe I was about to say half dozen, maybe even 10 to 12 books. They have the, the John Feinstein collection. Well, it was funny. Stuff. You would love this, Jonathan. So uh, Dizzle's at the store and he starts sending me pictures of books, not realizing he's already bought me. <laughs> like, I bet five or six of the books you sent me, you had, mm. which I, and I appreciate it. I'm not saying that uh, non appreciative i appreciate it i mm-hmm. mean i really do but you brought me back three books i'm excited about them i'm excited about reading them and you brought me back uh from family guy brian the dog 
my buddy Prozac that was there, he's the one that found that. That was at a different place. Well, that was awesome, so thank you. Uh, but So how did the trip go? Was it fun? I mean, did you, I got more than anything, Jonathan, I got to ask, did you miss Jonathan and I? Tell the truth. Miss is a – there's many ways to interpret the word miss. With like your if, car. Yeah, I did miss you with my car, <laughs> sadly. <sighs> and I had plastic and lime ready and just wow. bought it for no reason. Okay. Well, oh, is that what you wanted to borrow that for? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I mean, and we talked. We we really didn't talk about a weekend this past Monday. That's crazy. Uh, uh, you know, Monday's birthday game when it's typically when you talk about what happened over the weekend, not you know three or you're four now, days later. You're now explaining it to the audience like they're from another planet. Oh, okay. But uh, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, I really, honest to God, did miss you guys because I'd been looking forward to it, and but I mean, I did nothing. All weekend. I mean, I was a. Well, I went to Wood Ducks it, games. It won't hurt you to do nothing for a few minutes. I promise. Well, that's definitely not going to happen this weekend because you know, in fact, is we are getting ready, getting ready to end the show here today on the Brian Hank Show here as we're doing the birthday game. I'll be uh, jumping in my little uh, my little uh, drug dealer car, like you like to call it, <laughs> puttering up to Garner and then uh, riding with uh, Paul Whittington all the way to North Wilkesboro for the all NASCAR All-Star Race. Home of the lowest number of opposable thumbs per capita. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about that, dude. I'll be up there all weekend. In fact, I'll be doing the show live from Galax, Virginia tomorrow. And mm. you guys, uh, how are you going to get up to Galax tomorrow and do the birthday game? Telepathically, I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't know. You ever I, been to Galax? I actually have, yeah. Okay. For Not a lot going on in Galax. <laughs> well, they have a fine hotel there that uh, Paul and I are going to be staying at. So. A sleepy little town. Oh, i got to tell you this. Y'all are going to get a kick out of this. So, you know, to save money, we're sharing a room. I mean, we've got two, you know, queen beds, and we're sharing a room. So, Monday of this week, <laughs> the people at the hotel uh, send me uh, an email and say, hey, we would like to upgrade your room. You know, you're a valuable member of our rewards yeah, program, yeah, yeah. which is so we want to upgrade you to a suite that has a king bed <laughs> and uh, uh, a king bed and a and a uh, fold-out couch for the bed. I came that close to doing it, but then I realized that's that, called them trying to. Yeah, yeah. Since you're valued, we're going to give you a room of lesser quality. Well, no, it's supposed to be a suite. You know, but the sleeping arrangement. Somebody, go. Somebody's going to get the shaft. Well, Yay. I think that. <laughs> I think that should. Uh, I think that should be Paul probably. But I told him no. I sent him back an email and said thank you for the offer. But mm -hmm. it's uh, two dudes going up there, and we, you know, I, allegedly. <laughs> well, hey, hey, who knows what's going to happen? But anyway, uh, that is. Uh, we're going to be. Uh, we're staying in Galax. Uh, all weekend, but we're going to be uh, traveling down the North Wilkesboro for the race. I hope to see my brother one day. I'm going to get to see my sisters uh, a little bit one day. We're going to go to the Speedy Chef. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite restaurant in the whole world. It's sort of the Lovick's Cafe of Elkin. Okay. Uh, and it is. It's a greasy spoon, man. I mean, but, man, they make the best foot-long hot dogs. I mean that uh, I can't believe we've been going this long already. They make the best foot-long hot dogs in the world. So uh, I'm excited about that. Who are you pulling for an all-star race this weekend, John? Is Richard Petty still in it? I don't know. Who's <laughs> driving in a circle? I don't know. Jonathan. <laughs> the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. Okay, uh, let's see. Yesterday, uh, Jonathan Dizzle Dawson, you won 3-2. to two. 
You lead eight days to five so far here. In, and then we uh, got to shorten it to three birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Truncated. Why don't you tell us about Goeco Automation? Man, I'm struggling, man. That was and clunky. I, mm. That was very clunky. Goeco uh, Office Automation sponsors this segment, and they are run by Jacques Passeleg. And uh, Jacques Passeleg, many people don't know it, but he was a champion NASCAR driver. Wait, what? From the years 1994 to 1999. He was a driver. He was traded three or four different times to different teams because he was so dominant, uh, other people in the organization were just afraid he was going to take over. And they were right, because when they drummed him out of NASCAR, they stuck him in an office job. And he was the copy guy and the mail guy. And within three months, he had found a Go Eco, and here we are. Here we are indeed. Uh, now, if I wanted to call him, though, John Dawson, because mm -hmm. I would like to call him, and, you know, I mean, you, you know, I got this uh, sweet, sweet uh, MF420 copier, Canon copier that I bought from him. Goodness gracious, Jonathan. Five years ago now, I guess? Something like that. Something like Sometime that. Sometime during yeah. the Carter administration. Yeah, there you go. And time. it's still working. Just it, It's working great. But uh, if I wanted to purchase more quality products from him, John Dawson, how would I do that? Uh, well, I think that's a question for Massey. Oh, Jonathan Massey. How do you have uh, Jacques Passelik's number? Oh, you dial 252? 252. 286. 286-53. 53-54. Five, four. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com or what is goeco.com for more information. Back I, to you, Brian. I like it. I think it is awesome. I tell you what, let's go ahead and start today's birthday game. I saw this band in concert with you. Against your will. Well, no, not really. I had fun. He was a keyboardist for this band over five tenures. From 1971 to 2004, please tell Rick me. Rick Wegman. Look at you. No, he's not on this one. This is Tony K. If you would ask me before the show, I could, I could avoid. But that would be show prep. Why would I want to do show prep? Every show on the plate. Howard Stern, all that stuff that people think is just happens is yeah. show prep. Well, this is uh, okay. So uh, who? Doggone it! So give me a song that uh, Rick Wegman. Si Siberian country roundabout. Either one of those. But isn't that crazy that he has been five different tenures with this band? You want to explain they, that one for me? Well, they have a they have about eight or nine guys that kind of rotate who's getting along at this point, who's contracted. It's, it's a long – I saw them on a tour where it had all eight guys at one time called the Union Tour, and the single from that was Lift Me Up. Okay. Had all of them on it. But, yeah, they've, they've had kind of a lot of uh, uh, lineup changes over the years. Okay. Well, Yes. Great band. I, I like I like uh, most of their stuff actually. Well, I remember Purple Harem opened for him. That was a, that was a pretty good show. I I enjoyed that too. But uh, but you this know, was I've been threatening to hit you with this. <laughs> so now I'm gonna hit you with it. What do you? Well, Every time you're supposed to say Procol Harem. Procol Harem. Procol Harem. Procol Harem. Dude, 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 dude. Okay. Procol Harem. It's Deep Purple. Yeah. And Procol Harem. So two separate deep, bands. It's not Deep Procol. <laughs> oh, I feel it in the back of my head right now. <laughs> Procol Harem. Procol Harem. Okay. I remember this song. I know this song. Why do you act so surprised? Because I thought they only did Owner of a Lonely Heart. And they didn't even play that that You know, night they either. sold about 40 million albums before Owner of a Lonely Heart came out. Really? Yeah. 
Okay. But you remember I kept there was life before 1980s. I promise you. But remember I kept waiting for them to play Owner of a Lonely Heart, and they didn't. And then <laughs> yeah, I was so I, I was so glad they didn't play it. <laughs> well, you said that they didn't. You tell me at one show that you went to, they start they played like the first three or four notes of it. Went oh no, and then they that uh, was sticks. They were oh, sticks, they, they acted like they were going to play Mr. Roboto and said, Nah, we're not doing. That. <laughs> and then you said everybody cheered. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Rick Wakeman of uh, yes. Five tenures, but I just thought that was a, a pretty mm. neat little nugget there. Mm. That uh, that that's the ultimate, you know. Hey, let's break up. Let's get back together. Let's break up. Let's get back together. I mean, yes, has been a continuous thing. Now the members have been shifting like the sands. Yeah, but you know, I like it. So, uh, Rick Wakeman, how old is he today? There, John Dawson. This he pots down. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, I just I was having trouble yeah. hearing you, and um, I wanted to hear what you were having to say. <laughs> he, uh, 70, 70, 77. <laughs> I can't tell because he's an alcoholic and he looks haggard. Yeah. It's 77. 77, your guess. Uh, Jonathan, we've hardly talked at all, you and I, this show, or this episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is yes. You're right. Uh, are you a fan? Neutral. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know much about him. Um, you know, Owner little, of a Lonely bef- Heart. I'll send you a playlist. It's a little before my time. I mean, it's not a knock on it. Same it's time just, as Donovan. Hey, Donovan's good. I'm just Great saying evening. I'm just saying the before your time argument doesn't hold water because you like stuff from that time. I know, but yes, just never kind of entered my, my little Venn, guys. My, my Venn diagram of interest. Ooh. I like that. So he's saying he's closed-minded. Well, no, but does this surprise you sometimes when he – you know, Jonathan's smarter than we think he is. I think know? he's smart. Yeah. I mean, you disparage him constantly. But. <laughs> but you really are, dude. You, you surprise me with your intelligence and your, uh, you know, your thought process. This show notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> point made. Uh. <laughs> Rick Wakeman, how old is he today over there? He I'm going go to go with his original guess of 76. He was born uh, May 18th, 1949, so he's 74 today. Ah, so congratulations stayed. there, uh, Jonathan Massey. You, you let take... the alcohol influence you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. He, he, they got, he left the band one time or got kicked out or something. All the guys in the band were vegetarian except for him, and he got tired of it. And that's one reason he left one time. I, I like, like that. that, I, that but I respect that. Ah, that's kind of goofy. Anyway, okay, uh, this is, he was Devo, the, Mark Mothersbaugh. Crack that whip. Mm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the, dude, how in the, how do you know this? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Devo, I'm positive I've never asked you about Devo before. Couldn't care less. Really? You're not even neutral? You're. It was like an art project that accidentally had a couple of hits. Now, his soundtrack work, like he did the soundtrack to that movie I love, Rushmore. His soundtrack stuff I love. It okay. actually sounds like music. I like this. Do you, Devo? I, actually, I, I don't really care for it, but I, I knew it was Devo, and I knew the song. There you go. I could not name. Can you name another Devo song? Oh, I'm asking the wrong person. Um, I know you can. Because I can't. 
uh, I, one of their albums was We Are Not Men, We Are Diva. I mean, I just, they've never interested me, so I never really investigated all that much. They've got a version Wait of- a minute, they did a cover of Satisfaction that's horrible. Dude! Yeah. That's exactly what I was going Their whole thing was rock is dead and we're going to deconstruct it and this is the future and not it, so much. Yeah, it didn't work out that way. You're right. This is their cover of I Can't Get No Satisfaction. They used this in uh, Goodfellas or Casino, one of the two. Really? Yeah. I think it's Casino when they get into the 80s, late 70s, excuse me. I mean, I don't care for the original, but this is even worse. But critics loved it because it was clever, but do you enjoy listening to it? I mean, Andy Kaufman was clever, but I didn't enjoy, I got no laughter out of his act. This is really not good. Yeah, let's get that out yeah, of Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Are you going to whip it back on? No. Okay. <laughs> just leave. We'll just leave Devo there by the side of the road, okay? I like that. Uh, <laughs> which brings me back to, God, we're running long, but I've just, I am still, it's not grown on me. I think I've told you in the beginning that Octoon Baby, when I first heard it, mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Did I tell you that? The first couple of times I listened to Octoon Baby. First time I, I heard the fly, I was picking my wife, then girlfriend up from choir practice, and I was sitting outside listening to the radio, and WRU said, here's the new single from U2, The Fly. First time I heard that guitar riff, I'm like, turned, I loved it from the get-go. I did. The first couple of times I listened to Octoon Baby, I was I was irritated. I was like, I cannot believe this is not you too, because I was still, you know, the rattle and hum and yeah, you gotta uh, change a little bit. They do, yeah, you're right, you're mm-hmm. right. And I but it but I it grew on me. It yeah. grew on me. When one I mean, came out everybody was breathed the sigh of relief. There you go. But I mean no, I'm talking about I, the day it came out, I remember I went to the record store or whatever the and mm-hmm. grabbed the cassette tape of it and sat in my uh, little uh, nineteen eighty six uh, Ford Mustang and and listened to it and was very disappointed. I, there was hardly anything. And Zoo I was station mad. scared people. Yeah, well, I'm one of mm-hmm. them and didn't like it. And it took a couple times me playing through it and then I finally and of course now I think Octoon Baby is one of the best. I think it's their crowning achievement. I think wow. that's their Quadrophenia personally. Oh, I love that. That's good and I do. I love it now. I've been trying to do the same thing with. Uh, the new album, you know, the 40 or whatever, where they... That's just a stopgap. I wouldn't... I don't put too much energy into that. I, but I've tried, John. I mean, I really have. And this is not a riff. I've tried. And it's going to be the first time I've not bought a U2 album. Maybe when they do John. a new record, they'll wake back up. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, uh, Mark Mothersball uh, from Devo. How old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? 68. Say 68. What do you say, John Dawson? 67. He went the wrong direction. He was born mm. May 18, 1950, so he's 73 today. I did not know that. Yep. So, uh, are you kidding me? Two musicians and Jonathan Massey has a two-to-nothing lead? We've only done two? Yeah, we've we only done speed, we two. we got to speed up, gentlemen. Yeah, I know. That's my fault, talking about everything else. Hold on. One of the great country music singers of all time. I mean, I... I know country's not your thing, but even you'll respect. Oh, that's George Strait. <laughs> you got to love what the title of the song is, the first three yeah. words of, uh, but yeah. I, I thought, uh, he, he has some really good ones. Um, a lot of my people I used to hang out with, they were all on volunteer fire departments. 
That's what they really like. Uh, they call me the fireman. Okay. I don't like that one. Oh. Uh, you, look okay. so, <laughs> you look so good in love's one. Uh, you look so good in love. How about every little honky tonk? Uh, what did o- he call out, Brian? Oceanfront property. Is he the my exes live in Texas guy? Is that no. him? Troubadour. Troubadour is a good one. Okay, I'll play Troubadour. <laughs> well, I just know. I mean, we've talked about George Strait before, and I. It's a good song. What is he in the, in the ranks of? And I, yeah, I know I rank everything, John Dawson, but in uh, the ranks of. Uh, Let's see, I've got to break it down. There's, it's like, you know how the NFL didn't always uh, uh, count sacks. So there's like post seventy five, pre seventy five. That's kind of how I look at country music. Country music, yeah. post like the Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard era. He's number one probably. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, if you're not counting Cash and Waylon, Willie, all of those guys, yeah. Well, I love it, uh, John Dawson. It's your turn. You're down two to nothing with musicians. This never happens. And George Strait, I mean, you respect him, right? I mean, I don't. I have no issue with George yeah. Strait. Yeah. Um. Seventy. Man, uh, seventy-two. You say seventy-two. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Seventy-one. Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. He was born May eighteenth, nineteen fifty-two. Apparently, I know how to draft. <laughs> yeah. No, he knows how to draft. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) There you go. Okay, yeah, we are running long, and I'm sorry, gentlemen. It's my fault. Uh, uh, These last two, they're really good ones, though. It goes to you. uh, Oh, wait a minute. Jonathan Massey. (laughs) Sound the alarm. Jonathan Massey has a three-to-nothing lead. He's got a perfect catch. We've only done three? (laughs) We've only done 18. (laughs) Jeez. All right. And it is? Uh, They call him Mr. October. Reggie Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Good Lord, that was awesome. I got it in stereo there. Uh, Yes, uh, today is Reggie Jackson's birthday. One of the, I'd say uh, you were talking about pre-country, old country, whatever. In the past 50 years or so, probably one of the top two or three players, I believe, in my opinion. Reggie Jackson. I'm going to say 73. You say 73. What do you say, John Dawson? Mr. October. 72. Ooh, he was born May 18th, 1946, so he's 77 today. So guess what, John Dawson? Sound the alarm. <laughs> Jonathan's doing it again. He's sounding the alarm. He's a four to nothing right now. And, a and this is where it gets cut off on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, John. It's funny because him. it's true. Okay, uh, listen. We all know John Dawson has a type, right? I mean, we've talked about this Will many times. Will you stop? Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> We're over just saying the person's name. Who is your favorite? <sighs> Tina Fey. Ding, 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 ding. Today is Tina Fey's birthday. Why do you love Tina Fey so much? Because uh, she smells delightful. I don't know. I just, <laughs> she's, she's, a, she's very smart. She's funny. She's cute. What's not to like? She's a University of Virginia grad. Who Did cares? You know that? She is. I don't care. When you go, to the AC, <laughs> you go to the ACC tournament. I don't care if she went to Clown College. <laughs> I would actually respect her more if she did go to Clown College. <laughs> Good Lord. Is it my guess? <laughs> it is your guess, Tina Fey. <laughs> Tell us the ways you love Tina Fey. <laughs> she knows how to respect the time clock. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Sticks up stage to schedule. Um, 
50... And 54. You say 54, Jonathan Massey. This is for the perfect day. 53. Ding, ding, ding. Congratulations, Tina Fey, today. <laughs> May 18th, 1970. She's 53 today. Jonathan Massey, a perfect game. You win today. Five to nothing. Congratulations. Thank you, How happy are you for your son over here? This part ain't going to air. What does it matter? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, I'm going to make sure it does because it's a perfect game. Oh, yeah. Now we yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, other birthdays here locally. Uh, North Carolina Representative John Bell, one of the good guys, man. Today is his birthday. Uh, Brian Kroom, another good guy that I've gotten to know over the years. Today is his birthday. And then Dr. Scott Turek, that's uh, uh, Annette Turek, Judge Annette Turek's husband, Dr. Scott Turek. Another good guy. So three good guys celebrating the local birthday here today, John Dawson, as you mm. get shut out in a perfect game. Yeah, I'd hate for anything to be edited funny in this. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, congratulations, Massey. Thank you, Brian. It, 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 you're going to have a great day today. I, I hope so. Well, there you go. I doubt it. <laughs> There you go. Okay, hey, uh, thank you so much for listening to the birthday game. If today is your birthday, like Dr. Scott Turek, like Brian Kroom, like North Carolina Representative John Bell, like Tina Fey, <laughs> then have a good job there, John. Uh, have a, a great day. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow from Galax, Virginia, on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, I want to thank... Uh, Jacques Passleg and Guico Office Automation for being the title sponsor of our birthday game as he has been. We've never had another sponsor for the birthday game other than uh, Jacques Passleg, so really do appreciate him. Uh, let me tell you who else I appreciate. Man, we've had a great show today. Uh, Sugar Shane Albee, uh, Rob Watt in our first hour. If you missed that first hour, then go to brianhanks.com. You can listen to that. And then, man, just had a blast. Didn't really, really getting to know Mickey Weatherington. Uh, again, just a local legend, somebody that uh, everybody, if, if you're somebody in Kenston or you need to know Mickey Weatherington, he is just a good dude. Very excited that he's going to be coming back in two weeks here uh, to promote his show over at Roxy's. Now, I know I said it in the first hour if you've listened to the whole show, but uh, as you heard Mickey say, it has been rescheduled. Uh, his band, Something Else, is going to be playing at Roxy's. That's at 2902 West Vernon Avenue. Not this Saturday, but Saturday, June the 3rd from uh, 8.30 to 11 p.m. And I can tell you this, uh, uh, Linda and I, we're going to be out there for that. Unfortunately, and it works out for me. I wasn't going to be able to go because I'm going to be in North Wilkesboro all weekend for the for the NASCAR All-Star Race. Well, now, by golly, I get to go. Speaking of that, uh, my partner in crime, Paul Whittington, and uh, we will be uh, bringing you the show tomorrow morning from Galax, Virginia, uh, from, from a plush, well-lit hotel room. We're also going to have from MRN, the great uh, Alex Hayden is going to be joining us. So, listen, thank you so much for listening to today's show. Uh, again, like I said in the first hour, uh, throw some prayers up for our, uh, for our guy, Junius Smith III, going through some tough times right now and need your prayers. So, uh, let's do that. We will see you tomorrow. I'll be in uh, another state tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.